Well, the Preds didn't make the playoffs, but the baby Preds are still going strong. A big game from the Milwaukee Admirals. We'll talk about that and the Admirals playoff run. Plus, what are the Nashville Predators going to look like next year with Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett in charge? We got some insight from Barry Trotz on his offseason strategy today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators. Your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Predators podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. And as always, a special how do you do? To our loyal Lockdown Predheads who join us every single episode. We're happy to have you here. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. All right. I also want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And if I was buying tickets, uh, I would love to see what's available up there in Milwaukee for some of these playoff games. Uh, wild, wild game four last night. And the, the uh, look at that. The Admirals have evened the series with Coachella Valley. I know this was a great game. And I agree with you. You want to talk about a series that is getting spicy. Oh, my goodness. Very a uh, high temperature by the time this game ended for a number of reasons, but admirals uh, were in Coachella Valley for the first two games. We're down 2-0 in this series. Come back to Milwaukee. They have now evened up the series after last night's game. And I think what's really interesting is there are some really cool players that are stepping up for the admirals that maybe people didn't expect. For example, Devin Cooley mm -hmm. got the last two starts in net in place of Askarov and he has been lights out for Milwaukee. So shout out to Devin Cooley. And of course, not a knock on Askarov. He carried this team through the regular season. He's played far more games this season than he has played in what probably feels like dog years to him. Yeah. So, you know, probably great more games this season than his uh, previous three seasons combined. Yeah. So, you know, coming down the stretch, I can see where maybe this is a great time for Devin Cooley to step in. And, you know, just like with the Nashville Predators, what we saw with Saros and Lankin, and there is something so important about having a goalie tandem that is reliable. And we're seeing that now with the Admirals and Devin Cooley. You know, this was his second game um, in net for the Admirals. They evened up the score. Special teams was huge. This was so exciting for me. The Admirals were great on the power play during the season. They've struggled in the postseason. Last night, they were two for three on the power play, um, killed off all five penalties that they committed, and they scored a shorthanded goal. So it was exciting to see the baby Preds kind of get back to that special teams swagger. And, you know, some of these guys, if they make the Nashville Predators roster next season, let's bring some of that special teams shazam to yep. Nashville. It was it was a great game. Great game by the Admirals. And of course, one of the big headlines for the Milwaukee Admirals this postseason has been 
Come on. Joachim Kamel, number 71, eight goals. Yes. Season. Uh, his stat line is just phenomenal. Remember, this was a guy who, you know, came over late at the end of the regular season uh, and had 13 points and 14 regular season games. His, you know, first stint in North America. Now he's got nine points and 12 uh, playoff games, including eight goals. And what have you seen uh, from Kamel's game? Because I think a lot of people were, you know, not expecting him to hit the ground running this fast. Now all of a sudden we've gone from, this is a guy that may need like another year of seasoning to, uh, is he gonna be on the Predators roster next season? Yeah, this kid has just been lights out since he landed here in North America. And of course, you know, he may need another season of North American hockey, but he is doing everything he can to not be that guy. I am so excited to see him in early July at development camp. Like you said, eight goals in the postseason. Four power play goals. This kid has a shot. And he has been so good in this postseason for them. And it really does beg the question, is this going to be a player who lands at the right time with the Nashville Predators, whose game is clicking, and with the direction the Predators are headed, there may be a door open for Kamel to make the roster in Nashville. And if he doesn't make the roster right out of training camp, I would be really surprised if he doesn't get some time in the NHL next season. He is doing everything he can to make an argument for that. And like I said, timing is working out great for Joachim Kamel. Yeah, and leads the uh, entire AHL in postseason game winning goals, too. So, yeah. He did get a little hit. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, tried to find some clips of a good angle, and it's been hard to see what happened, but he kind of was the victim of what looked like a little bit of a cross check to the face. So, so what happened, here's what happened, was it was at the end of the game, I think it was what, like eight seconds on the clock, yes. maybe? It was winding down. Yeah. Uh, there's a Firebirds player that had the puck on the corner. Kamel looked like he was going to hit him, you know, realized it would have been a late hit, so he kind of backed off. But there was another Firebirds player who kind of followed Kamel as he was going to make that hit and just sort of clobbered Kamel mm-hmm. into the corner. Uh, extremely late hit, and that set off a a whole mess of stuff. First off, uh, I have never seen Phil Tomasino that angry. (laughs) That that is a sight I did not expect to see. It's like a golden retriever growling at you. Uh, (laughs) Number two, Michael McCarron. We have seen Michael McCarron fight some people uh, in his stints here in, in Smashville, you know, take on some pretty big guys. Michael McCarron looked like he was about to murder everyone. He was. Ice. Like, this was like the, you know, Wanda Maximoff taking everybody out with one poof of magic uh, yes. when, uh, when she found out Pietro had died. This is like that level of, we're burning this all to the ground kind of attitude from Michael McCarron. 
Yeah, he was over it. And what was strange is when it happened, there was such a scrum, like you said. I mean, it was just a scrum that it took a while to figure out at the bottom of that scrum on the ice was Joachim Kamel. And he ended up, you know, they brought out uh, the medical staff and, and went off the ice. But you're right. Phil Tomasino, not necessarily known for being a fighter. And even he said in the postgame like that's yeah, typically don't do that. But he was like, I'm, we're not having that. Michael McCarron lost his damn mind, y'all. Yeah. Lost his mind. And he was ready to take on the entire Firebird roster single-handedly. Uh, Carl Taylor was asked about it after the game and said, look, this is, this is who this team is. We're not going to put up with that kind of thing happening to a teammate. And Carl Taylor was like, I'm here for that. You know, so it was it was spicy, y'all. Next game is uh, Saturday night, 6 p.m. It's still going to be in Milwaukee. This is the last game in Milwaukee. And you can bet the spice is going to carry over. So if you have AHL TV subscription, definitely want to check it out because I'm telling you this series is it's just been a great series. It's been really fun to see some of these young Predators players and they're kind of playing with that confidence and swagger again. So it was a great game last night. Five two win. Yeah, uh, excited to see what Milwaukee can do uh, over this next little bit. They're a fun team for sure. Speaking of being a fun team, fun enjoy are two words that uh, Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett have used multiple times this offseason. That's what they want the Predators to be like. Let's talk about next season, though. What are the expectations for next season? What is Barry Trotz going to do this summer to maybe get the Preds on that path that he and Andrew Burnett want to take them on. That's a conversation we're going to have in just a second. But first, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Anybody who's ever bought tickets to anything, whether it's a sporting event, whether it's a concert, comedy show, anything like that, you might have had some trouble with those online apps. Whether it's a lot of fees, uh, being locked out or forced to wait in waiting rooms to get super overpriced tickets for shows, it's a little bit of a stressful situation. Well, the good news is Game Time is now one of the fastest growing apps, and it eliminates the need for all of that stress. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and a best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and instead focus on all the fun you're going to have. One of the best things about game time is you don't need to plan months for advance or wait in those waiting rooms or set your timer for the day of sale for anything like that. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, baseball, a concert, a comedy show, theater, anything like that. There's flash deals on tickets for pretty much anything. And the game count guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find section or if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And your seats are on your phone in a matter of seconds, just two uh, clicks on your phone and you got your tickets. No more digging through email to try to find receipts. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, and of course, the big story across Nashville this week has been Barry Trotz bringing in Andrew Burnett 
as the team's head coach. We talked a little bit about the press conference yesterday, the team introduction, all that good stuff. But what's next season going to look like? That has been, you know, kind of the big, I guess, the matzo ball and the matzo ball soup for the Nashville Predators. What are the Predators going to look like next season? And that's a fair question to ask because I think a lot of people after a couple of mid-years are kind of ready for some exciting hockey to cheer for. Yeah, I agree. And what's good is that there are a lot of options right now for the Nashville Predators. You've got draft capital, you've got some cap space. But the biggest thing is you have reset expectations. And I think that opens up a lot of grace and a lot of opportunity for accepting some risk, making some moves or not making some moves. I think Barry Trotz is walking into a situation where there is a ton of grace because everybody knows this may not be the Stanley Cup year to something we're going to talk about coming up in a little bit, but there's grace and abundance, and there is a lot of opportunity. There's a lot in Barry Trotz's hands that he can do. And I think that that is a level of excitement for Predators fans that they probably haven't felt for a while. Yeah. So what are the expectations uh, coming up in the next couple of years? Is there a timetable? Barry Trotz was asked about that because I know a lot of people were looking at those draft picks thinking, hey, got a lot of draft picks the next couple of years. Like, are we going to package that? Maybe take a big swing at an elite player. Are we, you know, going to maybe package them, maybe move somebody off the books, maybe tank a year? So what are we going to do the next couple of years? Here's what Barry Trotz had to say kind of about the timetable and the expectations for when the Preds might be an elite team again. On the pro side, we have cap space. We have cap space and and we have some good players. We have we have good we might have six first rounders playing Milwaukee. That's pretty good. I don't. I haven't even heard that before, when I just said but that we may have six. Uh, so it, the future's bright, but we we also have to be patient. I mean, every I I'm all for. Hey, do I want to win a Stanley Cup tomorrow? Absolutely. It's not realistic. So I want to be realist, realistic with the fans. We got great goaltending. Could we make the playoffs? Absolutely. You know, because our goaltending, I think our goaltending analytically had us. 24 points higher than we should have been. Uh, but that's, hey, we got the goalie, they don't. So I'm not apologizing to anybody. You get excited young guys uh, playing together. You can do wonderful things. What do you make of those comments, Anne? I really like how Trotz is setting some expectations saying, hey, look, you know, th- this is, you know, probably not going to be a Stanley Cup team. But I think that there's enough positives going ahead that he lays out that fans are going to get on board with this. And I think that the Predators internally, regardless of how the fans are feeling, I think internally they're heading in the right direction. You know, Barry Trotz is talking about, you know, we've got Soros. Anything can happen with UC Soros. We saw that at the end of last season when you don't have Forsberg, you don't have Duchesne, you don't have Yossi, you don't have Johansson. You've got, you know, all these young guys playing, but you have UC Soros. 
you know, that this is a game changing, season changing goaltender in net for the Nashville Predators. So there's always going to be the potential for surprise wins with this team. So I like what Barry Trotz is saying. You know, I think you kind of have to temper expectations, but there are so many positives that I think it's going to be very easy to get on board. And I think it's going to be hard to make a huge mistake and, and kind of take this reset off track. I, I think things are set up so well for trots that this is going to be positive. Well, it's also, I think he was sitting the expectation of, Hey, please don't be mad at me if we're not next <laughs> year or if yeah. we get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs again, because yeah. in reality, and this team does need a lot of work. You know, there's a lot of work that needs to be done with the roster. There's a lot of young players waiting in the wings, a lot of really good young players that you and I and the team both all think are going to be super talented impact players, but they still need time to grow. They still need time to adjust to NHL play. They're not going to be all-stars all right away. So I think, you know, this is a team that's going to need some tender love and care for a few years. That being said, I don't think it's – you know, unrealistic to think this can't be a playoff team next season, you know, especially, you know, you still got guys on the roster like Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg. They have a new coach who specializes in high-end offensive talent. You know, everybody's talking about what can Andrew Burnett do for, you know, Phil Tomasino and Cody Glass and Evangelista and all these players. You forgot there's two 80 goal or 80 points scores on the team already right. in Forsberg and Matt Duchesne and Roman Yossi back there at, on defense. What can, you know, Andrew Burnett do for those guys? They may find it. He may find a new way to unlock some of their talent and have them on big years too. Plus, you know, you still have UC Saros. If UC Saros is anywhere close to the type of hockey he played this year, the Preds are going to have a chance to at least be in that conversation. That doesn't mean I, I think they're going to be a Stanley Cup contender by any means or, you know, anything right. like that. But I don't think it's unrealistic to think the Preds can at least be, you know, points-wise where they were this, you know, where they were last year albeit maybe with a little brighter outlook for where the direction of the team is going. Yeah, I agree exactly with what you're saying. I think what you're going to get to see from where the Predators are now is progress. And I think part of the frustration with the Predators that spilled over into John Hines is that the team hasn't seen progress. They've kind of stayed the same over the last couple of seasons. And I think even if you start out at, at kind of a lower bar per se with this team, if you see progress, if you see growth, if they're moving consistently in a positive direction, that's going to go a long way compared to, hey, expectations are high. We're not hitting them and we're not gaining ground, which has kind of felt like what these last couple of seasons have been for the Predators. I think Nashville's in a great spot. Like you said, Stanley Cup finals, don't see that happening. But I think fans are going to see this team getting better. And that goes a long way. Yeah, that's, I think, going to be the biggest thing is just can the Preds improve year by year, little by little? Can they keep taking steps in the right direction? Mm -hmm. Because that's something that we didn't really see the past few years, you know, they would take a step forward one season and take a step back the next season. Right. And it just kind of went in a, at an endless loop for, you know, what wound up being about six seasons, you know, this time, you know, 
you big picture, you know, six years, you want to see them way ahead of where they were right now. You may see some back and forth, I think, early on. We talked about this yesterday, and, you know, it might be like, you know, the late 2000s, early 2010s Preds where, you know, they kind of magically made the playoffs one year, you know, bowed out of the playoffs the next year. The next year, uh, you know, had a pretty good team. The next year kind of had to will themselves back in the playoffs and then just had that, you know, really good super team in, in 2012. You know, it may be a situation like that. But I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel maybe more confident the direction the team is going to go to. And I think just the style of play is yes. the other big thing. I think there's, you know, you, you come in with a different idea from two guys that have not been in Nashville for quite some time. Uh, two guys that have, you know, experience winning NHL games kind of in this new NHL. Yeah. And I think that's where Nashville needed to be. They were almost stuck behind where the NHL was going. And I love the idea of let's see what Philip Forsberg can do in a more offensively minded system in a more um, a more offensive attack, faster play. What can these younger players develop into as the Predators kind of transition into more of where the league is going? It seems a little bit like Nashville was kind of stuck in what used to win hockey games and what used right. to be championships. And now they're kind of headed in that different direction with some of the young players they have coming up through there's potential for them to, to kind of fall into that groove and really find a new way of playing. So there's a lot to be excited about, but I agree with you. Patience, the trajectory is upward, but it's not going to be linear. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, the old saying like in the NFL, you know, in the you know the late 2012s, you needed just that big offensive line and that big running back and just a yes. kind of quarterback game manager. Uh, and now if you try to win a football game like that, you're not going to get very far because yeah. now it's all about speed. It's about versatility. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Talking to you, Tennessee Titans management, you might <laughs> want to think of some different ways of trying to win games. Yeah. But no, it's just, you know, you can look back and be like the Predators identity, you know, won the Predators, you know, a lot of success back in the day that just needs a reset going mm -hmm. forward. So the question is, Barry Trotz, this summer, what kind of players is he looking for? What kind of deals are, is, is he looking for? Here's what he had to say about that. Those are the type of deals I'm looking for. You know, if you want to, uh, you know, you, you, there's some some top teams right now that they're going to have trouble resigning guys, whatever, uh, or they, they, you know, they won't have the cap because guys' contracts increase, you know, sometimes yearly, um, or they're trying to make a move. All that being said, there's been some proposals. I love those deals that I got cap space. I'm, I might give you a little sweetener. I get the player that I want with the right term. He's still got some term on him uh, that could fit in our culture. That would be perfect scenarios for me. So, um, but I, I don't think we'll be the big player. Like, I think it's uh, the free agent uh, list this year is a little bit lean. Um, so I'll let everybody else fight over that a little bit. But I'll handpick some guys that, that will be good cultural pieces. I'm sure. But I'm looking for those deals where the guy might have a term. I can I can have him for, and if he fits, I'll sign him for longer. Uh, if he if he doesn't, then then it'll, it'll be a shorter shorter term risk. So, uh, but I'm looking for those. Thoughts on that, Anne? 
I really like where Barry Trotz is coming into this because I think he is is right. I think, you know, sure, you can go out and try to get yourself a big fish, but what's the point of that if it's not what you need when you need it? Barry Trotz has the opportunity to make a move with cap space. You know, we've got some draft capital. And, and this is something the Predators haven't had for, for so long. I mean, how many episodes have we talked about being saddled with two $8 million centers, you know, and, yeah. and how much wiggle room do the Predators have? Well, they have that now. But I like that Barry Trotz is like, hey, I'm going to go out and look for the right guy. I'm not going to go out and just look for any guy. And that's a luxury the Predators have because of where they're at. This is a reset. They don't have to go out like they have tried to do the last couple seasons and get the guy, the one or two guys that are going to put all of the puzzle pieces together. So there's no pressure. I find it very interesting how often he talks about culture, guys. This is a big thing with both Andrew Brunette and Barry Trotz. They're very specific about not just talent, but culture players, too. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, you know, how he brought up kind of what we talked about was maybe taking advantage of you know, some trades, some deals for people who are up against the cap, you know, teams that are going to be in cap hell or have like some big names coming up, you know, Toronto, we've talked about some possibilities there. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, maybe a team like Vegas that needs to clear cap, maybe a team like Pittsburgh that's rebuilding uh, a team like Dallas, who is coming up in a situation where, uh, Jason Robertson, you know, his new deal is about to kick in. Uh, he's got a RFA coming up and he's going to make a lot of money. Wyatt Johnson's going to need a new contract soon. Uh, so you're going to have a lot of guys, you know, there that are going to need uh, a new deal sooner rather than later. And maybe you need to take advantage and see if there's somebody they want to take off their books there. Uh, you know, similar to, you know, New Jersey, maybe there's, you know, a, a good piece there that's maybe not part of their core that they want to do. So it's just, you know, I'm spitballing here, but there's a couple of deals like that where, you know, you look and it's like, okay, this isn't just us trading for, you know, hate to bring him up, but Ryan McDonough, you know, where it's just, yeah. you know, a, a guy with, you know, a guy who was, you know, pretty good as a role player, but has his big salary. Oh, you're going to clear that salary. Okay. Well, we'll take him. This is more of a, you know, you're not able to sign this guy. It's not a salary dump. This is a player that you can't legitimately fit into your future plans, but me, we may have a role for him, you know, something like that. Yeah. And what's really good about where the predators are is they have the option to do that but they're not up against the wall if that situation doesn't materialize because they have these youth to invest in and they are in a different position than they were two seasons ago when they were still thinking, Hey, we're going to make a deep cup run. So this is a really great place for Barry Trotz to be. He can be extremely picky. He has some flexibility. Like you said, there are some players out there that Barry Trotz could sign because of the cap space that the predators have that weren't options last season. So there's a lot of flexibility, but if the right guy doesn't come along, the predators can invest in some of these young players and that's not going to set them back either. No, you're going to have a lot of players and a lot of options. there coming up through the system, including guys we're seeing play right now in Milwaukee. Um, yeah. I and mean, it's interesting Anne, because you look at the, um, unrestricted free agent list and it's it's not great it's not super exciting no i mean tyler bertuzzi maybe the prize 
this yeah. off season. Uh, you know, I'm going through the list trying to think of like anybody who's like a big name or like, you know, like the, um, you know, like the Johnny Gaudreau last year. And there's just not. Yeah. Uh, but there are, you know, some some role players out there that, you know, the right price, you know, maybe, you know, helps the team. You know, Barry Trotz talked about, you know, those third and fourth line guys. Uh, maybe there's somebody there that can, that can help or, you know, somebody, you know, as a depth defenseman. Um, so, I mean, there are options there, but yeah, I, I, I think trades are probably more likely than big free agent signings, at I least agree. this summer. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? No, I agree with you. I just don't feel like there's anybody out there that you look at and you say, okay, if the predators sign this free agent, it's going to dramatically change the trajectory of this team from where they're at to where they want to be there. I just don't know that there's necessarily a player out there that's going to speed up this time frame of this reset necessarily. I agree with you. There are probably some interesting pieces out there that could really be beneficial, but I don't think there's that big fish. Like you said, that Johnny Gaudreau that's going to you know dramatically change anything. And the good news is Barry Trotz isn't in a position where he has to do that. So it's it's a good situation for the Predators to be in. It may not be the postseason results that everybody would love to have, but for where they're at, you know, the opportunity is there. And I like that Trotz is not going to make a move just to make a move. Like yeah. I said, you still have these young players to invest in. So, you know, he is set up well this offseason for making some of these decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's probably the right strategy too. Is just wait for your move, yeah. and that's that's something I don't know if the Predators did here recently. I mean, I think you saw some kind of impulse buys, yeah, uh, some panic moves. Um, so I, I think for Trots, that's going to be the biggest thing is just get them on track and make little good moves at a time. Maybe not that one home run, but. I will say the Preds are in a position to swing big if and when the sure. opportunity comes up. And that's something you couldn't really say uh, this time last year as well. True. So interesting to see what the Nashville Predators uh, do with that spot. Uh, it's Friday, which means we'll have all new shows next week. We got some more draft stuff to talk about, player report cards. We kind of forgot about those because, you know, our some team. Things happened. Yeah, some things happened. Uh, you know, again, we'll have uh, some more stuff throughout the week. Stanley Cup Finals this weekend. Yeah. So plenty to get to on the Lockdown Predators podcast coming up next week. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, LO underscore Predators. That lets you keep in the loop with us, hang with us, tell us uh, your thoughts on our topics of the day. We'd love to hear from you. Also, keep in mind Locked on Predators is your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. We're available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Just search Locked on Predators in whatever platform you use and hit that subscribe button so you will always be in the loop as to when we have new episodes out. That's going to do it for us today. We will see you next week.